0: Welcome to the Bet with Chip podcast. I'm Kyle Fricchetti, alongside Brian Campbell, Alex Salvecchio. First week of the playoffs in the books, wild card, or I should say super wild card weekend. We have to be uh, 100% correct on that. Uh, pretty good weekend of football, guys, and a pretty good weekend for us betting wise as well. Between the three of us, uh, 61.1%. I'll hit our teasers, I'll hit our best bets. I mean, you can't really ask for, for much more than that. Uh, you know, I know a lot of professional betters out there that had a really rough weekend or rough weekends. And if you're coming out on top like we did, I think you're you're doing pretty well. So let's just get some general thoughts on how you guys feel like you did. Uh, you know, the games you didn't get correct, do you think there was something you missed and the games that you hit? Uh, tell me uh, what kind of uh, strength in those picks for you. So we'll start with you, Campbell.
1: Uh, so... I went 3-3 three and three overall, hit my best bet, hit my teaser. Um, San Francisco just, I mean, that just felt like the right side. I just thought the defense was going to be too overpowering, and you saw that uh, in their game against uh, Seattle. And, I mean, the pressure the pressure didn't get to Brock Purdy. He handled the first playoff game well, threw four touchdowns. Uh, next game, the charge game, I mean, I felt like I was on the right side of that the whole first half, and then twenty seven nothing down the drain. You lose the ge- they lose the game outright. So, I mean, crazy. Could not see that collapse coming. Uh, the Buffalo game, uh, Buffalo man, Josh Allen, turnover machine, keeping the Dolphins in that game, and then Vikings knew that was going to be a close game, but. They came up on the wrong end. And the last two, Baltimore, you knew that was going to be a close game, too. And the fact that uh, that was over touchdowns just kind of felt wrong to me. So, picking Baltimore was definitely the right side. And the Cowboys looked good on Monday night, you know. Defense shut down Brady. Uh, Dak, turnover free game. That's all you can ask of him. So, I mean, three and three week. Hit the best bet, though. Cowboys were my best bet hit the teaser of the Ravens and the 49ers. So it was a decent week for me. For sure.
0: Uh, Before I I go to my thoughts on those games, Alex, uh, give us your thoughts on on, uh, the games as well.
2: Yeah. um, You know, the the Jaguar game was certainly um, a game that happened. So, you know, (laughs) to see Trevor Lawrence come back off of that first quarter the way he did, I think was really impressive. It'll really be good for him as he goes – um, forward, not this year, maybe, but in his career, I think to bounce back and win that game says a lot about him, you know, it's like it says an awful lot about him. And to be honest, and if you listen to this pod is someone I fade all the time, Justin Herbert had a very bad second half and I don't understand how he's the only quarterback who never gets any grief from anybody. Like, I don't know how no one ever pays attention to him. He Get a bad second half of that game. He blew a 27, nothing lead. And normally you'd kill the quarterback, but for some reason, Justin Herbert is impervious to criticism. But, um, yeah, I mean, you blow a 27 nothing game. That's on your legacy, man, you know? And, I mean, if, if that happened in New York, you know, we'd probably be, be begging for Justin Herbert to be sent off a bridge somewhere. So, that was interesting. Um, Giant game, uh, I was on the right side of all the way just for the wrong reason. I thought the defensive line against their injured O-line was going to have a huge impact. It didn't. It was just their defense couldn't stop our offense at all. And it was impressive. It was obviously the best career game Daniel Jones had ever had. Those receivers were pretty much just running wide open the whole day. Uh, Saquon only had nine rushes. So, like, they kind of still are keeping him on a bit of a pitch count in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy. But, um, you know, obviously that's, like, Daniel Jones' statement game. Like, he's going to be the Giants guy for the future going forward. He's about to get an awful lot of money, and uh, he deserved it. Uh, so, it was, I was – happy with the bet on that game that one felt pretty pretty good even when it was um back and forth and tied there late the vikings i mean they almost didn't even get the giants to a third down you know and when they did it was a fourth and short and they just qb sneaked it um felt good there the two division games are the ones i got wrong and you know you were you were begging me to pay more attention to it last week chet i didn't listen to you but i really should have paid more mind to the fact that division games are just going to naturally be closer when two teams play each other three times Um, and I certainly felt like in both those games that's kind of what happened player tendencies get a little bit more obvious Um, the Bengals to be honest got lucky to win that game I think that I think if that massive play doesn't happen they lose I don't know what you feel on it I don't think they would have driven the field if they were down seven like do you think so Chet
0: hard to say you know just hypothetically uh Baltimore's yeah defense, wonder. yeah I mean ever since they traded for rokon Smith I mean their their defense has been uh definitely high in the stat wise column so it, it's hard to say maybe you know Cincinnati could have could have come back but you know that was obviously a huge uh, swing in the game
2: yeah, so, you know the, that play happened so I kind of felt lucky to win that one more than being on the right or uh, well I, I didn't I only won that one in a teaser yeah, But I uh, certainly could have lost my teaser on that one. Um, Bill is just completely wrong on I mean, Josh Allen is just – I mean, he just – he doesn't treat the ball with any respect. I mean, it's like he just doesn't care. And, uh, you know, coaching-wise, I, I don't think Dorsey calls a great game for him. I think, like, they don't really try to run the ball at all. The fact that they were in a neck-and-neck neck race with Skylar Thompson is interesting, to
1: say the least. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do Josh, you Allen, Josh Allen is doing everything that everyone criticizes Dak for not being an elite quarterback for without any of the slack, or without any of the grief yeah. that Dak gets.
2: Yeah, correct, yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> Buffalo. People want to like Buffalo. People want to hate Dallas. And it's also that, uh, you know, I, I, I think he, they've had a year of goodwill based off that amazing – playoff game last year. But I think people are starting to pay more attention to what Allen's been doing. And that wasn't the first time he's done that this year. You know, there, there've been games where he was had three red zone turnovers. So there is that now Monday's game. I think we're all going to, I'm going to have a difference of opinion with you guys with, I mean, the bucks are eight and nine. They're pretty bad. They played horrible. Um, Dallas certainly did manhandle them at times. um, Pretty much the whole game. There is a play in that game where Tom Brady is running to his right, throws it to his left into quadruple coverage. And that's in the first quarter of the game when it was, when it was close. Right in the end zone. And I, just, yeah. and I just remember thinking, oh my, this guy's cooked. And I mean, it was just a, it was a slaughter. Dallas did exactly what they were supposed to do to him. So I'm not trying to diminish the great game that Dallas played. But I'm seeing reactions to it nationally in terms of how people are placing their money and what they're picking for the NFC playoffs and all that. Not from Camby. Camby was on this earlier. But um, Tampa Bay is very bad. And I think when you came out of this weekend, you would say Tampa was probably the worst team that was in the playoffs this this year. I would agree. And yeah, and they, they showed it, you know. But again, Dallas did exactly what they were supposed to. I'm not trying to take away, but I think you're seeing a lot of big reactions to them early. Um, they are not playing Tampa Bay this Sunday night, as I'm sure you guys are aware. So, yeah, I
0: I think the the line makers got that game right because we obviously know what happened the week before the Dallas Tampa game with Dallas getting embarrassed by Washington and you know Tampa kind of resting their starters and not taking a lot of that not taking a lot out of the, out of that game. But the perception was the Cowboys, you know, they're pretty much done. The last few weeks they put up subpar efforts against Tennessee and Washington Dax throwing all these interceptions and the Cowboys were still a road favorite, you know, two and a half, three points. So, uh, I think it was just like, a, you know, obviously Tampa, you know, any given Sunday, but, uh, that was kind of a sucker bet where it's like, Oh, Tom Brady playoffs, home dog. Uh, they, they showed up who they were the entire year in the Buccaneers. I mean,
2: they were eight nine for a reason, A bad division, you know, couldn't pull away. You know, and, you know, they've got some decent safeties on that team. they got a couple good defensive linemen. They've got some pretty bad linebackers, and credit to Kellen Moore. But, oh, my God, I mean, Dalton Schultz is still running wide open somewhere, like out there in the ether. I mean, that was just really, really a weakness they couldn't recover from game plan-wise. Um, I think that's going to be a wonderful game this Sunday. But I do think that, uh, you know, of all the teams – that we watched play, there were 12 teams last weekend. I think if you did a power ranking, they I'd probably put them 12. They were really bad.
0: I think Brady really missed Gronkowski this year. He, he needs that big tight end target because, yeah, Brady still can make all the throws. I mean, you saw that throw at the end of the game. Uh, I think it was to Evans where it, it, you know, he could have caught the touchdown. He was, he beat, um, um i forget the the corner that the Cal, Xavier Rhodes that they just signed yeah. uh so he's making the throws you know it's just something's off offensively i think byron left is definitely going to lose his job and you probably saw tom brady's last game at least as a buccaneer i think he is going to come back i don't think he
2: wants his career to end like that no um, i think he will uh take his talents to a las vegas darren Wall- darren waller and davante adams would be my guess and
0: <laughs> And maybe Gronk comes back too. You know, you run you run a lot of twelve personnel. You get you know Gronk and Waller on the field at the same time with Devontae Adams. Uh, Just got to fix the defense, and you know who knows what could happen. But uh, you're in a much tougher division than you were this year in the NFC South.
2: So, um, and the the only and the only uh, you know I did uh, before we were done. I did just want to get a feel. We did talk a lot about Minnesota this year, and take the Giants out of it. But what were your thoughts on that game, Chip, besides the Daniel Jones coming out party? Well,
0: if we go back to, you know, what we predicted at the beginning of the season, even into the off season, I was very high in Minnesota. I thought they would yes. win that division. I, I definitely thought they would win the division just because I thought there would be some regression with Green Bay, which there was. But, um, you know, as the year went on, we, we knew that, you know, the, the professional betters weren't very high in Minnesota. The line makers weren't very high in Minnesota. We know about the negative turn uh, we know about the negative point differential that they had throughout the entire season. So we knew that they were kind of a, not a fraud, but they weren't as good as what the record in- indicated. So yeah. I wasn't surprised in what I saw. That's kind of who Minnesota's been all year. Their defense has been absolutely porous and porous. Uh, <laughs> And that's kind of what showed up. This was the Daniel Jones coming out game. Now at the same token, you don't want to overreact to what you saw because it is Minnesota. So I want to see how Daniel Jones does, you know, on the road again against a tough divisional opponent with a much better defense. Uh, so this is going to be a real test for him, uh, but you can't take oh, away. Yeah. What the remarkable season I the Giants
2: say, uh, yeah, I would, when I say coming out, Prody, I just mean like he's going to be the giant quarterback of the future. That's all I meant. I didn't oh, yeah. mean that yeah. like, Oh, he's in the, he's like some, top 7 QB or something crazy. I just meant like he's the Giants guy. The fans will like him now. You know, you can feel that. You can feel the apologies being written all over sports radio up here this week. Where everyone's like, "Yeah, you know, I never minded Danny Dimes. I always yeah, no, you all hated him. I hated him too. So I can't really complain." But uh <laughs> uh but yeah, so I think uh I would not be surprised if this off season which I Kind of think is going to start Saturday at midnight. <laughs> so if you're going to see uh, Saquon and Danny uh, sign extensions, pretty quick.
0: I, I think uh, the sky's the limit for for the guy. He's he's still really young, and
2: he doesn't have a lot of
0: good uh, skill position players other than than Saquon. But some of those receivers are stepping up. I think what you're seeing is a quarterback that's making the receivers around him better, which is a good yeah. sign. You know, because they've obviously made improvements on the offensive line. Uh, their pass rush has been a lot better this year. Their coaching has been a lot better this year. So I think if you just shore up that wide receiver position, uh, you know I think they're going to be a uh, really, really front runner to possibly win the division in uh, the NFC East next year. But um, yeah, I'll just kind of run through uh, really quick. You guys kind of touched on mainly everything, but yeah, I was just totally wrong in Seattle. I mean, they were up 17, 16 at half, I think, but how uh, just kind of, superseded everything in the second half, and the Niners just pulled away there. So, uh, it's kind well, of-
2: well, actually, I'm, well, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say that, like, that game, too, That that is the first time I think you would watch and go, you know what, maybe Purdy ain't it. Because right? the first half, he was very bad, you know, and it was everything you would worry about with the rookie quarterback. And I don't know, you've been screaming about that, you know, yeah. all season. Like, hey, what's he going to do in the postseason? First half, you were dead on. You know, he was the reason that game was close. He settled in. I mean, the, some of. I mean, Shanahan's offense is wonderful. You know, he gets guys wide open, easy throws for him, no pressure throws almost. Um, Their I mean, I can he can just. Passing game is so good. Oh, it's so good. I mean, uh, Pro Football Focus um, has a really cool stat about the best route runners at each level of the defense. Right. So, like, say like Randy Moss back in the day would have been the best deep threat, but like Torrey Holt would have been the best medium range receiver. Uh, right now, in all three levels, the best route runner is Brandon Ayuk. All three levels, hmm. he's like the he's like the third playmaker on that offense, you know, behind right. McCaffrey CMC and Debo. Debo, yeah. Yep. So I mean, it, they got weapons and Kittle, and Kittle. Can, <laughs> and Kittle <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you can, and he does a great job of scheming his best players wide open, so that there's not like Purdy doesn't have to throw in the windows a lot. And I think the second half when he just took a breath he was able to do it, and uh, you know, I think if you're a Niner fan, I don't want to get too head. If you're a Niner fan, I think you're rooting for the Giants because I don't think he can do that on the road because he's not going to be able to take that breath, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I think home field matters for him, but- we can get all. We can get to that later, right? Sorry. No, yeah, we got all the
0: all the time in the world. This pod's going to last until one o'clock in the morning, so we're good. Can't we, wait. We're signed on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, the Niners play really good complementary football, and that, that's what they've done all year. They've won, I think, thirteen straight games. Uh, is it? They have some bad losses yeah. in there. They lost to Chicago. They lost to Atlanta. It's hard, but I, granted, that was with Jimmy G and and Trey Lance. She, uh, I mean, Chicago was like September.
2: 18th, right? That was the first that week. Of the season. Week one. That was week one. I mean, you Yeah. That
0: was weird. Weird stuff. A long time one. ago. Yeah. 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 But um, they they're just playing really good complimentary football. So uh, they are definitely on a hot streak right now. I'm still waiting for that regression from Purdy, you know. But Talent uh, came away in the second half and they they won that game pretty easily. Uh, Jacksonville, we touch on that. I mean, that's just pure pure luck. Five turnovers. Uh, three interceptions in the first quarter, four in the first half for Trevor Lawrence. They still win the game with a negative five turnover differential. I don't know if that's more about the Chargers or about Jacksonville, uh, but you know Woo! they're going to be playing with a lot of momentum <laughs> going into Kansas City. And then uh, yeah. Buffalo, I want to ask you, you guys about Buffalo because the situation that they were in the week before – it was the game after the DeMar Hamlin injury or at least, you know, after the good news came out that he was released from the hospital. All that emotion playing against a divisional opponent, to you know, uh, possibly get the one seed. You know, they knocked the Patriots out of the playoffs. Do you think there was a little bit of a letdown spot here with Miami? And they kind of just maybe came, I know it's a play. I know it's the playoffs, but they kind of came into a lackadaisical Oh, third string quarterback Miami. If we just show up. Will win the game. You know what I mean? Do you think maybe they got that out of their system and now they can get focused?
2: I just think I, I oh, you can go, Camby.
1: I'm sorry. I just, oh, uh, I, I just think you yeah, got Josh Allen having a really rough year, of reckless play, and I really think that they're missing that closer that they had in Von Miller. And ever since Von Miller went down, they don't have a closer to replace him to put the pressure on the quarterback and make those game-winning plays on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah. I mean, he has five interceptions in the last three games. So, you know, that is somewhat concerning. But I feel like they got that bad game out of their system. And if you're going to do it, I'd rather do it against Miami as opposed to you know, Kansas City or uh, Cincinnati this week. You know, so I, I feel like Buffalo is in a good buy-low spot now because so many people are down on them with how they barely beat a – you know, a, a hapless Miami team that just snuck into the playoffs with a third-string quarterback. I think it's kind of telling that this line is still five, five and a half. I, it, it reminds me of the Dallas-Tampa game from last week. It's like, why is this line so high? I feel like the books are just, they want to get all this Cincinnati money, but I feel like Buffalo may be the right side here. I know it's a big number, but I don't know. We, we can kind of get into that when we talk about the games in particular. But uh, you, you mentioned, going back to the Baltimore-Cincinnati game, that's a perfect example of how you get the best of the number. Cause that, that line opened at six and a half. And if you got Cincinnati at six and a half, you covered, right. But if you yep. waited and you were laying seven, seven and a half, it went up to eight and a half. You didn't, you didn't hit, you lost your money. And if you took Baltimore later on, you covered. So that's just a good example, you know, getting the best of the number based on what side you like.
1: And it was also the perfect example of, uh, if you really like, Playing a perfect teaser, like Alex liked the Bengals side of the teaser. I mean you both played the Ravens side of the teaser and it hit the middle ground where we both won. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah, that those are the best kinds of, of times <laughs> when you middle it. Absolutely. Yeah, you had fourteen and a half there, and then you had the Niners at minus four. Uh the the Wong teasers hit and the non Wong teasers hit. So there you go. We are defying the odds <laughs> here on Bet with Chet. Uh <laughs> so and then we talked about Dallas pretty much I mean if the if if the Cowboys show up like that every week they could play with anybody you know but the question is what Cowboys team are you going to get week to week they've been so inconsistent I think that was Dax probably the best game of his career I can remember a few times where he played the Giants there are a few times he played Tampa last year he had a really good game but they lost I think this is the best game of his career and you hadn't seen that all season so it was refreshing to finally see that in a big big spot against a good defense. You know, I think Tampa's main issue this year was obviously their, their lack of offensive production. Uh, So to do that against a good defense and on a big stage was very encouraging, but are they going to keep that momentum up or are they going to have another letdown spot? What do you guys think? You
1: can go, Gabby. No, no,
2: no, I'll take, um, I, I, I think right concept, wrong opponent, you know, every week's different in the playoffs. Um, I mean, the Niners want to bully ball them, you know. And I don't love, I don't love your tackles right now. I feel like, uh, you know, Dak was very good. He got some of those runs out, but you know, Bosa's coming. Those those defenders are coming, and uh, you know, I don't necessarily like. It was a coming out party for him. Dak's had great games before. He's won playoff games before. Um, I just I, I don't like Tampa. Like when you're watching that game as a little bit of a neutral because obviously a slight part of me always roots against Dallas, but I'm kind of new. And I'm like, Tampa Bay is like, they're a cut below all these other teams we watched all weekend. Even, even the, even the Ravens, even the, the Dolphins, you know, it's like Tampa just looked lost, horrible, confused days, badly coached the whole nine. So I would not take that and then let that change your mind about the week coming up because you know, the Niners are the opposite of that. You know, the Niners are everything as advertised. They're the one place you don't want to be. It's at San Fran. This is a team that beat Dallas last year in their building, and I think the Niners are better this year than they were last year. I don't know if Dallas is. So, I, you know, I th- it's just a tough
1: opponent. It's going to be a tough game this Sunday. And I think the biggest takeaway from the Dallas game might be, like, your concern with Mare and the kicking game because – this uh, you can get away with that against Tampa. you completely dominated that game. You're not going to be able to get away with all those missed extra points against San Francisco because missed extra points, missed field goals, empty possessions is what is going to kill you against the 49 Yeah, and that's what lost
0: uh, Maher's job uh, back in Jason Garrett's last year. They stuck with him way too long uh, in hopes that he would bounce back, and he he's been money all year, so for him to have a bad day at the office like he did on Monday. And I, that's what I think it was. At least that's, that's what I'm hoping uh, that uh, he just had a bad day at the office. But, I mean, what what a stage to choose to have a bad day after being so consistent all year. And these aren't like 52-yard field goals. These are extra points. You know, right. so that's what's very concerning about it. And like you said, you're not going to get away with it against a team like San Francisco where points are going to be at a premium. You know, this total's uh, pretty low You know, considering Dallas and San Fran to, you know, uh, you know, highly efficient offensive team. So the total there is at about 45 and a half, 46. So uh, points are going to be a premium here, especially with that line hovering around three and a half, four. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But if you guys are okay, we could just kind of start with the Saturday games and then and then go one by one. Sounds good. All right. So Jacksonville Jaguars at Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, consensus, you know, Chiefs are about a nine-point favorite. There's some eight and a halfs out there. A uh, total of 52 and a half. There's a, there are a few 53s as well. So, um, you know, you could, you could say the books are expecting a high-scoring shootout. But Kansas City, they've been iffy with covering these big numbers all year. So uh, this is a tough spot. Uh, Jacksonville's obviously, obviously coming off an emotional win. Uh, big comeback win that we talked about. And then Kansas City's coming off with, you know, with the bye week, obviously. So they've extended rest. Uh, rematch for the regular season where Kansas City just barely covered against Jacksonville. I think that line was a little bit where it was now. I, I would have to double-check, but I think the line was around maybe seven and a half, eight. Uh, and Kansas City did cover that game. So uh, we'll start with you, Campbell. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this game, and where are you, where are you going?
1: Well, I mean, Kansas City is one of those teams that we've been saying all year round. Uh, they don't cover big spreads. I mean, they play down to their opponents. They do what they have to do to win, but they do it at the bare minimum. Um, Jacksonville coming off a huge, mo- uh, a huge emotional win, you know, playing that momentum. I think they're going to be able to keep this game close, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see these cardiac cats pull out another one um, and getting nine points. I think nine's. I think the spread's too big on this one. Uh, I think this one should be more underneath a touchdown. Uh, so I'm going to wow. be taking the Jaguars plus nine in this game. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars find a way, you know, they've been finding ways to get these wins when you least expect them. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again this okay. week. Okay. Alex, where are you headed? What's your side?
2: Uh, my, my side here is Kansas City. I'm going head to head with you, Camby. Sorry. Um, Kansas City's my Super Bowl pick. I think I picked them to beat the Niners in the game. Um, I don't buy into letdowns and emotional hangovers and things like that. Like the big comeback, and then oh well, they gave Max effort last week. They won't be able to match it this week. I think that's a regular season thing. I don't think that's a playoff thing. I just think you know nerves play a part in all this stuff. Um, but you know they are going on the road. You know they're going at Kansas City. They're not going to be home anymore. Kansas City's better than the Chargers were. Um, the Chiefs have a very – a much more aggressive defense than the Chargers have. You know, Spag is going to dial up some pressures on, on Lawrence. Um, and really it's just – I'm almost just betting on – I mean, I know I have the better team. I know I have the better coach. And I know I have the better quarterback in this game by going on the Chiefs side. And I have more experience and I have home field. A lot of reasons to like the Chiefs over the Jags in this game. The Jags are in a bit of a spot where it's like they're in the division round against the Chiefs this year. Like, what? You know, like they're so far ahead of schedule. A little bit of a house money game for them. But I don't see, um, like, I think the NFL put this game at four o'clock Saturday for a reason. They know it's going to be the worst game of the four. Um, and I'm just going to ride out with the Chiefs. I've had some, I, the Chiefs have killed me in this round before. Like the Wild Card. Game. I know the, they were against the Texans. They were much better than a few years back. and. I think they were down like 21 nothing before you could blink, but then they tied it before half. It's a really crazy playoff game. Um, you know, the the Chiefs are itching to get back to that AFC title game and not blow a lead this time. Bye-week, Andy Reid I think is incredible off of bye-weeks historically. Isn't he great? Like one of the best ever? Yeah, it's, I, I saw that record today. I don't have it on the on, uh, – When he was on the Eagles, on hand, but... he was like – nine and one or something crazy. Cause I remember when the Giants used to play him, it was always a big step. But I want to say it's like 11 and two or something since
0: he's been with Kansas city. I forget what it is, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah,
2: so, you, you know, so is I, that straight know, up or with the spread? That's just wins, right? Wins. Yeah. Wins. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, but you know, bye weeks don't really bother him. So I, I'm going with the chiefs here over the Jags. I think, you know, the Jags are going to pumpkin out a little bit and that's okay. They've had an amazing year. Nothing to be ashamed of. Their Super Bowl was probably last week. But the Chiefs are just a different class than even the Chargers are. And it's going from home against Jacksonville to at Arrowhead. And I just don't think Jags are quite ready for a game like that yet. So laying the points here.
0: All right. Yeah, um, I'm with Campbell on this one. I'm going to take the nine with Jacksonville. I, um, I think there are a lot of uh, stat-wise uh, similarities between these teams. If you look at uh, stats like pressure rate, uh, the Chiefs and the and the uh, Jaguars are neck and neck. I mean, uh, Kansas City is fifth. Uh, Jaguars are fourth. The difference is uh, sacks. So the Chiefs are second in sacks with 55, and the Jaguars are uh, bottom 10 with 35. So they both get pressure, but it looks like the Chiefs get home more and actually get the quarterback down on the ground. So that could be a deciding factor. That's why I think Kansas City wins this game, but I think it's just way too many points. If this was a regular season game, I'm either teasing Kansas city or I'm leaving it alone, but um, because that's not obviously an option here, I'm not going to lay the the nine points with Kansas city with how close these teams are even in yards per play. I mean, Kansas city at home is 6.1. Jacksonville on the road is 5.5. So I think Campbell's right. I think this line should be closer to six and a half, seven. So I think you're just, you're, you're inflating, you're buying an inflated price with Kansas city, which is, what you're pretty much doing week to week, you know, because of Pat Mahomes and the high profile players they have. So uh, I'm not going to do that here. I'm just going to get probably the two, two, three points of value with Jacksonville. And uh, maybe they're going to be a live dog. I don't know about that. Uh, just coming off the emotional win there, those teams don't do very well, uh, especially in the playoffs. So um, I don't think Jacksonville wins the game, but I definitely like uh, them to cover. Uh, it's probably going to be like a touchdown game, something like that. So, uh, I could see Jacksonville being down by two touchdowns. They backdoor it at the end, something like that. So, uh, give me Jacksonville plus nine. So, Alex is on an island by himself, head to head. How do you feel? It's
2: just it's just me laying a huge number with the Chiefs for the 45th time in a row. We'll see how it goes. It
0: certainly bit me before. <laughs> any, I guess I could ask you guys this. Any thoughts on the total? We don't really talk about
2: totals that much. Uh, we've had a few. I think oh, we've always had like under. three all year. On- <laughs> I, almost went, I, I almost went under as my official one, but I just thought that would be a lame thing to do. I feel like we should go sides here. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think ner- nerves play a part in these games, and one of those two teams could come out slow. You know, 53 is a lot. So, uh you know, if Lawrence comes out, goes pick City, and then doesn't have that great second half, you know, not going to be a great day for him. So I, I like the under in this game, um, especially because if the Chiefs do get out to a lead, which I think they will, they may just take the you know, take the foot off the gas a little bit, run the clock out more than they would in the regular season when they don't really mind giving up an extra possession or two. And I like the
1: under also. Um, I mean, I, the game last week got out of hand just because – Lawrence put the Chargers in a position where the Chargers jumped out to a huge lead. So then Lawrence had to air the ball out. But normally they like to kind of run their offense through Etienne. And I think uh, have like, not letting the game get out of hand so early, they're going to play more ball control. And even Kansas City, I think, is going to go through Checo and Cannon a lot more. Um, use Kelsey on uh, the play action and uh, third downs when they need them. But I can see this game being more of a ball control type of game.
0: I I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I think if you do like the under, you come in at the last second, you're going to see a lot of, I guess, casual bettors, you know, bet this total up. And then you come in at the end and just grab the under right now. It's sitting at around, 53 52 and a half and 53 is a key number so maybe it hits 53 and a half maybe even 54 but um it's tough because jacksonville man their pass defense is so bad i mean you kind of saw that early on in that chargers game they're ranked 30th in dvoa pass defense uh 26th uh, D- defense dvoa in general and uh, kansas city's kind of middle of the pack in 17th so these defenses do do concern me a little bit uh especially jacksonville's but um no real opinion on the total here. I can definitely see the ball control type uh, offense panning out as well. But uh, this next game is going to be a lot uh, to talk about, obviously a lot of the line with uh, Alex being a, uh, uh, long, uh, long-time Giants fan here. So we have uh, the New York Giants and Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles coming off the, the buys, the one seed. The Giants obviously coming off of that uh, impressive win at Minnesota. And now they're sitting at seven-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, in Philadelphia with a total consensus around 48-and-a-half.
2: Uh, I'm going to start with you, Alex. You have the floor. What's going to happen? Well, you know, if you want to be hopeful, you would say, well, look, the Dolphins and Ravens covered big numbers which is the third time division opponents met the giants and Eagles just had a six point game when the giants had their practice squad out and the Eagles had their starters go for four quarters um, trying to clinch the one seed. The Eagles desperately wanted to bench their guys for the second half. Giants wouldn't let them do it. Credit to them for playing hard. Um, So a lot of reasons to sort of, you can talk yourself into the giants I'm taking the points. I don't think the Giants are winning this game this Saturday. I think Eagles are better at so many spots, so many positions. Um, really, you cover the number because it's the third time they're playing. The Giants are on the upstream. The Eagles, I think, are yeah, – if the Eagles did lose this game, then, you know, there's a team every year where the wheels come off and you don't really find out that they came off until they go one and done in the playoffs. Because, um, you know, they, they had a bad December. They had a bad final four weeks of the year no matter how you cut it. Um, but Hurts' full go at practice sounds like, you know, all the, all the reins that were on him in week 18 will obviously be all for a playoff game. Um, huge step up in defensive class the Giants are facing against Minnesota. Um, so even as good as Jones has been playing and Saquon and all that stuff, it's going to be a tough, tough task against the defensive sacks. The quarterback 70 times too shy of the all-time record, even though those things are kind of pointless now with the extra game. Um... And, you know, do you think the Giant defense can slow down a fully operational offensive death start for the Eagles? If they are, I would say no. So I'm probably going to have the Giants lose, but it's more than a touchdown. So it doesn't feel like the number came down enough. You know, it feels like if if it was a reaction to Sunday's game, it would be like four and a half or five. When I saw seven and a half, I thought that was kind of high. So maybe they want us to bet the Giants and I'm taking a sucker bet here, but. Giants probably lose close, um, but I think they'll keep it close. I think they're playing their best ball of the year now. They're the healthiest they've been. Um, but, look, if Hurts comes out in the first three plays of the game, he's running 15 yards a clip, you know, maybe you don't cover the number. But his injury does seem like it was a little bit worse than they let on. So I don't like the Giants to win straight out. I do like them to cover the number. That's my compromise here. I'm trying to be fair on bet with Jet. No, it's very uh, fair.
0: I'll go ahead, Campbell. You're good? Uh, you can go ahead, it. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, this is a really, really tough game to handicap. This is one game that I'm definitely staying away from this week. Uh, just because of the unknown with Philadelphia, I don't know what I'm going to get with Jalen Hurts. I don't know what I'm going to get with Lane Johnson and the protection. Um, I don't know what I'm going to get in the Eagles secondary. With some players returning, but how effective are they going to be? You know, we look at somebody like Jalen Hurts that hasn't played in weeks. Uh, Lane Johnson hasn't played in a month. Uh, and you're Maddox, right? Maddox, right?
2: yeah. Exactly. And we don't know if
0: he's going to play. I don't think he practiced today. Um, oh, okay. So uh, there's a lot of unknowns with Philly that keeps me off them. I, I I think it's a typical teaser leg to tease, you know, Philly down to one and a half that probably hits, but still there's just something telling me to stay away from this game. So uh, I have to take the points of the giants. if I'm not betting this game you know, on the regular pod or anything like that. But since it is, you know, one of the remaining four, uh, I'll have to take the points to the Giants. I I just based on the unknown with Philadelphia, uh, I think the Eagles win the game, but I think the Giants do cover. Uh, I think the Giants are playing with a lot of confidence right now, although they did beat a subpar overrated Minnesota team divisional game. You know, I think the Giants are going to come into Philadelphia with a lot of confidence playing the Eagles, based on what they did that last week of the season where they had their backups in, you know, they were, they were in that game, you know, Philadelphia had their starters in, they had to win the game, lost by six points. Uh, So I think the giants are going to carry a little bit of momentum uh, back into Philadelphia. Maybe, um, maybe they cover this game, but I'm definitely going to take the seven and a half here with the giants.
1: What do you got, Campbell? Well, I take a look at that island over there, and I'm deciding to stay on the mainland with you guys. I'm taking the Giants hey. also. Oh, hey. All right. Um, I mean, I like what I saw out of the Giants this last week. Look, I mean, it looks like they're taking the shackles off of Dan- uh, Daniel Jones, letting him run the offense, letting him be a playmaker you know, with his feet, with his arm, not kind of hindering him uh, as they go and. He, uh, like you said, Jalen Hurts coming off an injury, you don't know what you're going to get out of him, a shoulder injury, but that's not just going to affect like his throwing. Like It's going to affect his decision-making. A big part of his offense is his running game, and how hesitant is he going to be to take off at, at risk injury again? Uh, so, I mean, a split second of hesitancy is going to make a big difference in some plays where like the Giants can capitalize and get some turnovers here, and I think the Giants are going to be able to keep this one close. I am with you guys, though. I do think the Eagles are going to win this game, but I think it's going to be under a touchdown. I think it's going to be a close game, so I'll take the points uh, as long as I get it over touchdown, which is 7.5 right now. So
0: I agree. Yeah, I think the Eagles probably win this game somewhere between 3 and 6 points, something like that. What One inter- interesting thing to note, you look at the Eagles uh, back when they played Chicago. Obviously, Justin Fields a big-time you know, a uh, mobile quarterback. Maybe the Eagles have a little bit of, uh, of an issue with with Daniel Jones and his running ability. Maybe they take advantage of that a little bit to kind of neutralize that Philadelphia pass rush that has 70 sacks on the season. 70. And that is by far number one. The, the number two is Kansas City. We talked about it, 55 sacks. Uh, they are, um, I think they're top in pressure rate, too. Eagles are uh, number one in pressure rate, 25.5%. And uh, blitz rate, they are middle of the pack so they don't blitz they kind of blitz on average but they're getting a lot of pressure in sacks so that does concern me in this game with the giants and i think that's why i think ultimately the eagles do win this game based on their amount to get a pass rush although giants have you know a pretty solid pressure rate too they are number seven uh, on pressure rate and you know they're they're pretty solid in sacks too i think they're middle of the pack but um I think that's kind of the the difference in this game, just the pass rush and the ability to get home with Philadelphia. Probably, you know, I, I, I'm rooting for the Giants. Hey, look, I have the futures on them to win the NFC. So uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Giants fan this week. But, uh, you know, my, my gut is telling me just to kind of, you know, uh, Philly's going to win the game ultimately. But for the pod, hey, give me the points and see what happens. All right. So uh, is that anybody's best bet or no? We haven't done best bets yet.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, no, not mine.
0: Okay. Alex? No. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to the next game, which is an interesting game. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at Buffalo Bills. Uh, consensus five and a half. There are a few. No, it's five and a half. No, there's one five out there. Opened at four. And now uh, the total is sitting at around 48, 48 and a half. Uh, We talked about Cincinnati, how perception is. They kind of got lucky to get out of that game against Baltimore. Uh, with the backup quarterback, and and Buffalo put up a stinker against Miami and still won the game. Uh, So where are you guys going with this? I I definitely think I'm going to go with Buffalo here. I'm going to lay the five-and-a-half points with Buffalo. I think Cincinnati gets their doors blown off here.
1: I don't think this is even going to be
0: close. I think this is going to be a double-digit win for the Bills. Um, I think they got their stinker out of the way in the playoffs. And I think their defense really steps up here. Uh, Cincinnati dealing with a lot of injuries on the offensive line. They have three starters out now. They just lost their left, tack- left tackle last week. And uh, I think that kind of neutralizes maybe the loss of, you know, Von Miller on Buffalo's side. So I think they're able to get the get the pass rush up a little bit this week against Cincinnati, and I think that's the, you know, the, uh, the difference in this game. So I think Buffalo wins this game probably anywhere from 10 to 14 points. Uh, so I'll take the Buffalo Bills. We'll go to you, Alex.
2: Well, wow. we are going head to head, Chetty. What an exciting, exciting time for Bet with Chet here. Um, disagree. I, I mean, I think I have the better quarterback in this game. I think, I think Allen's been really cavalier with that football. Turnovers kill you in the playoffs. Um, that Monday night game, I don't know how much stock you want to take in the seven minutes of football, but it certainly looked like the Bengals were about to kill them. I mean, they had every. All the momentum they couldn't cover Chase to save their lives, you know. The Bills' defense isn't really that great, as good as it was last year, at least. Um, I just I like the Bengals as a team in big games a little bit more than I like Buffalo, and I think you're, I'm getting a decent amount of points here. You know, the the points here is begging you to take Cincy, so maybe you're maybe you're onto something. But um, you know, really. I lost every bet betting against Joe Burrow last playoffs, and he's just – sometimes guys are just guys who elevate their games in big spot, and I just think Burrow's going to have a really nice day. The Bills' defense is not the Ravens' defense. And, um yeah, I could see I could, if it gets into a shootout, I love Cincinnati. Um, and I just don't – I think Allen just isn't going to get right. I don't think the problems he's having can be fixed mid-playoff run. I mean, once you get turnover happy and mistake-prone – Hard, hard to foot best switch back when you start playing really big teams in big games so I'm taking Cincinnati taking the points
1: okay Campbell what do you got this is a tough one for me and the spread is a small number to be middling but my gut is telling me that's what it's going to be and I think Buffalo is going to win this game by a field goal but I don't think they're going to blow out Cincinnati I do think Cincinnati is going to keep this one close. And I think it's more, more, more likely than not that Cincinnati can win the game than Buffalo can win by more than a touchdown. Um, again, like Alex said, Cincinnati, I mean, they're going to be – they're pissed off about they, – they know they were going to win that game against them a couple weeks ago. And I think they're going to try to come out and prove it that they're the better team this week uh Josh Allen's just not sitting right with me. I mean, too many turnovers, too many bad decisions, and I think if I had to put my trust in someone right now, I would be putting my trust in Burrow over Josh Allen as much as I love Josh Allen. Um so I got I got to take the points here with the Bengals. Okay,
0: I think that's the main reason why I am, why I am taking the Bills here and laying the points. Just I, I don't expect Josh Allen to have that kind of performance again. I kind of compare it to what Dak looked like the last week of the season against Washington. Everybody was down on him with how many turnovers he had. And then what did he, what did he do the next week after he had a bad performance? He had, you know he had a 138 quarterback rating, you know five total touchdowns, no picks. So I think Allen is due for a good game. I don't think he's going to continue to. Go downhill. He's too good of a player to just do this consistently. I think. I think they'll have a good game plan against a good, you know, Cincinnati defense. Uh, so I think, you know, Cincinnati does have a stingy D that might keep it a little bit close in the beginning, but I think they do pull away at the end. But uh, a lot of head-to-head matchups here. I like this. The only one that we had a uh, consensus on was uh, was the Giants, right? So all right. All right. Uh, do you guys have any more thoughts on this game before we go to uh, the last game?
1: No, well, go on.
0: Okay. All right. So we got Dallas and San Francisco. I mean, this is like nineteen ninety two NFC championship type uh auras in this game. Uh, you know, obviously Dallas won their first road playoff game since the nineteen ninety two season. Uh so that's kind of pathetic. And then they uh <laughs> they go up against the San Fran team that we spoke on a lot in the beginning of this podcast with how they're just probably the most complete team in the NFL right now, uh, the healthiest team in the NFL right now. So it's going to be a tall order for uh, Dallas to go up there and uh, pull off a win here. But I'll kind of go around the table first uh, to see which side you guys are on. We'll go to you first, Alex.
2: Well, this is going to be my best bet, and I think it's going to upset you a little bit, Chetty. Oh, don't do this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Best bet of the week. the San Francisco 49ers in this game. I touched on a lot of the reasons before Um, (laughs) besides the short week. um, Look, San Francisco I feel like they've been the best team in the NFL for the last two months and nothing happened last week that would change that for me. Um, You know, a lot of firepower. You know, a lot of firepower on that offense. A lot of firepower on the defense. I mean, they just have a, a very, very solid, complete team. And you know, for Purdy to kind of get nervous like that in the first half and struggle a little bit out of the gate in his first playoff game, survive that moment, and then turn it into this really, like, borderline historic performance for a rookie quarterback, I think that's just going to take some of the edge off of him a little bit. Um, This is still a a massive game, but, you know, and I touched on this before, I I don't love the Cowboys' tackles. I think Smith is kind of, you know, 50-50, you know, for the game he's going to have, and I think that, you know, they do really clever things, Miko Ryan especially, to generate pressure. They're going to get pressure on Dak. Dak isn't really – he ran a few times. and I know Jerry Jones was kind of alluding to that in a radio interview. And I don't know what he's talking about. But, uh, you know, Dak isn't really going to kill you with his legs. Niners aren't really going to worry about it. I think the Cowboys are just a, like a playmaker short for a game like this. Like I think, you know, they kind of have playmaker out of the running back position. They clearly have C.D. Lamb. You know, they got Schultz, but, you know, they don't really have like a Debo or an Ayuk and, you know, they don't really quite have that. And really, and, and this is where it's going to upset you, Chet, and, and I'm I'm sorry to do this, but, you know, Dak in a road playoff game against the Niner defense or Purdy in a home playoff game against the Cowboy defense, I think that's a wash. I think that's kind of even. Like I wouldn't give the Cowboys a huge quarterback advantage in this game. Um and I just think the Niners are too good. I think the way they use CMC, the way they scheme everybody up, I don't think Dallas defense is going to have much of an answer for it. Nobody's had an answer for it. You know, they, they just – you know, the Niners are built on defense, but they're scoring 35 a game, you know. So they're, they're a very good team. And I picked them to make the Super Bowl. Don't see any reason to avoid that now because the Cowboys beat up on an eight-win Tampa team. So taking the Niners, I think the number's too small. I think this game is what – I thought this game would be six, so it's not that, <laughs> right? so um yeah. Those are my reasoning. I'm taking San Fran. Love him. Love him in this spot. Um Away we go. I guess I, I can throw it back to Chetty who's gonna punch me through the through the headphones right now.
0: <laughs> no, hey look, everybody has a right to their opinion. I totally respect that. <laughs> Up until last week I would have been all over San Fran, you know, but I think that Dak performance kind of just opened my eyes. And you know, you know this, like I am not a Dak fan. Like I've been on him all year, uh, was not impressed. I was trying to find the first ticket to get him out of Dallas, but I think if they play the way they played last week and I'm trying to take, you know, most of my homerism out of this cuz you know, the Cowboys don't get in this position very often. So when they do, I get pretty excited.
2: But oh, sure. You should be. I'm
0: looking at some of the stats, though. I'm looking at you know yards per play, and the Niners do have an advantage there at 5.9 at home compared to Dallas, uh, 5.2. I think sometimes you have to throw that out during the playoffs uh, when motivation yeah. is at a high every week. Uh, one thing I'm looking at is turnover differential with these two teams. San Fran, number one in turnover differential, plus 13. Dallas, mm-hmm. number two at turnover differential, plus 10. That tells me something's got to give there. Who's going to continue to get turnovers? Cause obviously they get a lot of turnovers that has, has, obviously helped them win a lot of games. So which team is going to be the team that gets the turnovers? I, I, I don't know. Turnovers are pretty much random every week. We don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, a lot has to happen for a turnover turnover to occur. Sometimes they're completely random uh, whether it's on defense, special teams or offense. So um, I, I disagree with you on, on the quarterback uh, difference here. I, I I don't want to pour the anointing oil on Brock Purdy too early. Uh, So I think the Cowboys do have a distinct advantage, being that the Cowboys have been in this position before. Dak has been to a divisional playoff game before when they played uh, the Rams back in 2018. That would be the team to go on to uh, play in the Super Bowl. So I think experience is a factor here. Uh, I think that the Cowboys are a very young team in some certain areas, but in terms of quarterback, Quarterbacks have been to this spot before. Actually, I look back to Dak's rookie year, where they played Green Bay in the divisional round, and Dak was a rookie. And he has a veteran quarterback coming in, Aaron Rodgers. You know, Dak had an amazing rookie year, came out of nowhere. It's almost like the tables have turned in this game, where Dak is now—he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's the veteran quarterback coming in on the road against a rookie. You know, Mister Reve- Mister Irrelevant rookie quarterback. That's been, you know, unbelievable during the regular season. I think this is where he has those turnovers, and I think the Dallas Cowboys take advantage of it. I think they win this game. So I'm going to take the Cowboys to plus. Are we doing plus three and a half or plus four? Do plus four. That's fine. Plus four. Yeah, I think the defenses are pretty much a wash here, based on the fact that the Niners have played the easiest schedule in the league, strength of schedule, 32nd, um, and the Cowboys are kind of middle of the pack. But I, I, I don't think the San Fran offense and they're so talented. They have so many weapons and they're not Tampa Bay, but I think it's a, it's a step up in class with them playing against the Dallas defense. that got some key players back last week. You saw that they got, we talked about it last week. They got Hankins back. They got uh, Van Der Esch who had an excellent game. Uh, So they got some key players back on uh, all three levels of the defense that, that made a difference in that game. And I think it's going to make a difference in this game. So give me the plus four best bet. Cowboys are going to win this game. Right, well, you player. want the you
2: you want the best player matchup of the of the week while we talk about this game. Let's hear An it. Easy one. Trent Williams against Micah Parsons. That is wonderful. Yeah, that, no, that's why you watch. The, yeah, oh for sure. He the didn't practice. Team didn't... all pro both sides, right?
0: Yeah, I mean Trent Williams is not just one of the best players at his position, but one of the best players in the league. So, oh, yeah. uh, that'll be a tall task for Parsons. So I, you got to expect or hope that you know other pass rushers like. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong and Demarcus Lawrence—they have to step up, you know, with the matchup on the other side there. So, yeah. All right, Campbell, so you got the last word. What do you got in this game? All
1: right. Well, before before I go into my breakdown of this, uh, I'll go and say that my best bet—I'm going to put on the last game. The Bengals are going to be my best bet for my week. Okay. Um, and then the other thing before I go into my breakdown—disappointing thing for me this week—I feel like. Two games that should have been the conference championship games are being played this Sunday. I really felt like the Bengals, Bills, and the Cowboys, Niners should have been your conference championship games, and unfortunately, didn't work out that way. But we'll still get to see them this weekend. Um,
2: well, Patrick Mahomes is alive,
1: so that's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll see if he's alive much longer after this weekend. Um, <laughs> anyway, to the to the Cowboy game. I mean, to me, this game's a no-brainer. I mean, no brainer. I mean, look- he's been
0: on the Cowboys all, you know, this season. No season so I
1: know where he's going. You look at the coaching, advantage San Francisco. You look at the offensive line, advantage San Francisco. You look at the defense, advantage San Francisco. I mean, all across the board, pretty much yeah. advantage San Francisco. Agreed. And that's why the Cowboys are going to take this game plus four. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving Alex on the island again. That's okay. I love when that happens. In my opinion, like, (laughs) the only team that's going to stand between San Francisco and a Super Bowl is the Dallas Cowboys. And do I see Brock Purdy as a Super Bowl champion quarterback this early in his career? Absolutely not. Yes. I just don't think that San Francisco is gonna be able to get the job done. Um, I think Dallas has the strength on both sides of the ball to be able to keep pace with San Francisco. And I mean I know you said it was a wash, but deep down I trust Dak over Purdy. I trust Dak to be able to make the play, to not be able to, to not make the mistake. Um, and I'm just hoping that Mayor gets over the yips because I think it's going to end up coming down to a field goal at the end of the game. And hopefully he drills it to advance the Cowboys into the conference championship game. They were my pick to go represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I'm sticking with them and riding them out. So give me the Cowboys plus four. Sticking with it. So we pretty
0: much have a consensus that, uh, yeah, I hope the Giants do win that game, but we're thinking like, uh, you and I are thinking like a Dallas at Philly NFC title game. Campbell, then you're projecting Niners at at Philly, Alex. Alex uh, I am
2: predicting Philly. the yes, 49ers to go at Philadelphia.
0: And who do you like in that game, Alex? If it was Niners at Philly,
2: 40, 49 I like I, really? Kansas City over Kansas City over the Niners is my my pick. So I
1: would, I would like yeah. the Niners over Philly in that game too, but I yeah. don't think. I, mean, oh,
2: look, the I, Niner's I think I think uh, San Francisco might be able to run the ball a little bit on Dallas in this game. Um, you know the same, and again, I do think I look at last year's game, you know and and I, I don't mind doing that. and I would say Dallas was a little better last year than they were this year. I think Niners aren't weren't quite as good last year as they are this year because they got probably a little bit better quarterback and they got CMC an explosive weapon. And yet the Niners beat them in Dallas, you know? So, you know the Niners expect to win this game. You know they, you know they expect to. Um, so, I just th- – I think the Niners have the advantage. I think they're a better team overall. Who, who was Purdy's first start against? Was it against
0: uh, – I think it was against Miami, right? Yeah. I think he 6-0. Oh.
1: He's 6 uh, – 1,
0: 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6-0. Six oh. Yeah. So, he played uh, Miami. He played Tampa. They blew them out. Uh, They played at Seattle on that Thursday night. They played Washington, who has a good defense. Then they played at Vegas, and then they played Arizona. So do you put Dallas on the level of any of those teams? you put the level of Dallas' defense with Washington or Tampa? uh, They're probably better than those teams defensively. If you look at DVOA, I mean – for defensively at least Sam Fran is uh, fifth ranked past DVOA and second ranked rush DVOA. And then you have Dallas right behind him at number 2 with uh three uh three third uh, sorry uh third ranked past DVOA and fifth ranked rush DVOA. So these defenses are still you know at this point in the season very very even. So what's going to be the difference factor in this game? I think it has to be the quarterback and and the offenses. So which offense is going to show up because we know both defenses are going to be pretty stingy. So I like the under in this game too. I know we're not picking uh, picking totals for for these, but uh, I think I think if you get under forty six and a half, I think that's a really really solid play based on what both teams did the week before. You know, San Fran put up a forty burger, Dallas you know put up uh, thirty plus points against Tampa. So I think you're going to see some regression with points in this game. I think I think it might come down to the kicker. <laughs> as scary as that sounds I think it might come down to the kicking game you know Robbie Gold versus uh, Brett Maher and the Cowboys did call up a, pra- a kicker to their practice squad this week so I think they're going to monitor how you know Maher looks during the week kicking the ball uh, so that's definitely something to watch here for sure but um, yeah that, that's it's going to be a good weekend of football I think that this is the best weekend Alex would you agree Campbell divisional oh, I love
2: this weekend oh yes. yeah this is the best Yeah, this is the best because even the teams like the Jacksonville and Giants are getting them on the upswing. Right. You got the really great teams playing. You normally get two good matchups, which we have. So, yeah, I always say this is the end of the football year because like next conference title Sunday is such a weird thing. Um, And then the Super Bowl to me doesn't even count if you're a football fan. That's like for everybody else, the commercials and the. The halftime show, it's like such a weird exhibition of football to decide the championship Mm -hmm. because it's so different from all the other games. So, you know. And it's like the teams that are here deserve to be here. You know, you could argue the Chargers,
0: but they've been so hit or miss all year. The the Giants deserve to beat Minnesota. We knew Minnesota was, you know, a fraud, not as good as what the record indicated. Uh, The the teams that are here are meant to be here. Like we knew if Tampa Mm -hmm. would have squeaked by Dallas – We knew Tampa would have got their doors blown off by, you know, Philly or San Fran.
2: So, look, I mean, Tampa almost, another, Tampa almost didn't even make the playoffs because they almost lost to Carolina in a must win game, you know, Carolina. You know, I mean, this is, Tampa's not, Tampa's not a big good team.
0: They're very bad. So they weeded out the bad teams, got the Chargers out of yeah. there, got got Tampa out of there. Uh, even Baltimore, you know, they, they've been kind of hit or miss all year with obviously, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson being out for all, all that time. I read something today, Campbell, that said that they're pretty much done. Lamar wants to be traded. He, we yeah. kind of predicted that weeks ago,
1: huh? Yeah. He, Jets? I, I wonder mean,
2: where he's going. Jets? Jets? Oh, I, I hope would, he goes – he'll light he it up. So so. He'll be – he'll light it up. Can you imagine that? Brees Hall And they don't back? need – and, I'll tell you, and they don't need those draft picks. They've already got everything you need except the quarterback, and they're all young. That Their would defense, be a great match. Yep, So good.
1: Defense, oh Garrett.
2: I mean, you've got Garrett Wilson. I mean, if they're Tucker and Beckton, if Becton can ever, like, walk, who knows? But if <laughs> those guys come back, and then they'll be ready to roll next year. I mean, they, they could challenge the Bills with Lamar. So that I'm hoping it goes there because I'd, I'd love to see both New York teams be good.
0: Jets, second in pressure rate,
2: Uh, they're top 10 in sacks.
0: So they they had the defense. It's really just they were so inept on offense, and they still almost made the playoffs. So you give them a quarterback, oh, man.
2: Yeah, because they weren't inept because they have no talent. They just had no talent at one position. It just happened to be the only important one.
1: Yeah.
2: And then you put Lamar in there. Them losing
0: Brees Hall was big because he was their home run hitter, and they they lost that in the running game for sure. I remember that. I mean, even,
1: yeah. even going into the last four weeks of the season, we were we were seven and four, and then we didn't score yeah. a single touch. We didn't score. We didn't score an offensive touchdown the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you know if you're bringing yep. back the offensive <laughs> coordinator, Campbell? Has there been any word? Uh, uh, that Jesse fire no, the Jessica is going No, they
1: fired. No, they fired, they fired him, him. They did fire him. Okay.
2: Yeah. Right. Sala like desperately begged them not to, and the owner waited three days and then did fire him. So. Yeah, they fired him. Yeah, and some other coaching. Should've, I should have fired
1: Sala, but whatever. Uh, I am not happy with the fact that they're bringing Hackett in for an interview for that position. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> just just what we needed—a sub sixteen point per game coach to fill in. Yeah, yeah. Some
2: guys. Some guys are some guys are coordinators, you know. Like if Wink Martindale for the Giants becomes a head coach, you know he's going to be fucking terrible. Like that's just like yeah. some, you know. Same with Dan Quinn, right? Like Dan Quinn bad head coach, wonderful coordinator. Like, yep. you know, he might Wait, be – it might be – you. yeah, like, you get him back as an OC and then, you know, he might be right back to being great. Never know. Yeah. Jets should do that because they're, like, the only team with the package the Ravens are going to want that wouldn't really be impacted by it. They've already got a great team and everyone's under 25 on it. Like, they should, they, they should do that. We'll see what happens. Uh,
0: it's going to be a long off season, so we have plenty of uh, time to to discuss all of that. Uh, I guess we'll we'll have like a maybe a once a month pod. You know, during the off season, kind of just catch up, lead up to the NFL draft, and then uh, you know, training camp obviously starts in in July. So there'll be a little bit of a dead spot in you know May and June. But uh, this off season, they they go fast these days. So there's always something to talk about. There's always news. Well, they're coming getting
2: out. Sh- They're getting shorter and shorter. You know, the Super Bowl gets later and later every year.
1: Yeah, we got isn't, free agency in March, it? so.
2: yeah, and we still got more teasers
1: like... before we get to offseason talks. Oh, yeah. good. <sighs> this is oh,
0: yeah. not a good teaser week, but uh, at least uh, I, I don't think it is. But um, I'll let you start there, Campbell. What do you got for your teaser?
1: I really was tempted to go opposite my picks and take the Chiefs. Eagles teaser, because I think both those teams are g- going to win. Yeah. Um, it, it's <laughs> it so, so hard easy. <laughs> to, It's so hard to make the pick and then hope for the opposite to happen. So, I'm, I'm going to double down on Jacksonville. I'm going to bump them from plus 9 to plus 15. I really do think the Eagles are going to win that game, though, and middle out. So, I am going to flip that one and take the Eagles in the teaser down to one and a half. So, give me the Jaguars plus fifteen, Eagles minus one and a half. That was my teaser.
2: Okay, Alex, what do you got for your teaser? Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs and narrowing that thing down. It's going the opposite way of uh, Camby there. I'm Wong. Be, uh, That's very wongish of you. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Should have thought this through. And then I, and then I will uh, I will stick with Saturday, and I'll go ahead and bump the Giants to near two touchdown underdogs and. You know, I don't think they'll get blown out here.
0: Yeah, this is not a good teaser week. Uh Campbell, he kind of got my teaser there. I think I'm going to tease Kansas City down to uh, minus two and a half, and then I'm kind of torn. I'm definitely not going to touch that Buffalo game. It's not a teaser-type game. Uh Historically, teasing, you know, from three and a half up to ten and a half isn't very good value-wise, so – I think the Eagles win that game. You know, I think it's going to be close, though, so I'll tease Kansas City and Philly down. I'll I'll do the Wong teaser, so Philly minus one and a half and Kansas City minus two and a half. It looks too good to be true. It's almost like the lines were made that way just so you could tease it down for, for you to lose money. I'm not going to do it in real life. I'm just going to do it for the pod. So um, give me Kansas City
2: and Philly in a teaser. Yeah. So can we get a vibe check? Chet? What are your vibes going into Sunday? You're going to be like – like to me, all? Uh... – with the Giants, I'm not nervous at all. All my nerves were last weekend with Minnesota. This is—I didn't think last weekend was the house money game. This is the house money game. Like, I'm not really going to get insane if the Giants get beat up by Philly this Saturday. What are your vibes with Dallas San Fran this Sunday? Like, are you super nervous? Is this the make or break if they had a successful year or not? I've been crying hysterically all week. Oh, in fetal position. Yeah, that was me against yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, when it I was seven just... nothing when it was seven nothing Vikings. That was me. Yep, I just kind of find a
0: corner <laughs> in the apartment. I kind of crawl up in the corner, and I just start bawling. I just don't know what I'm going to do if I lose this game. Now, no, I no. I'm, I guess the, way, the best way to describe it is I'm just cautiously optimistic. But Good. I'm not getting too high because you know, they're like – they're like that 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 girl in high school that you think you have a shot with, and then they oh they the turn girl you the down. girl
2: with the curl right the girl with the curl is called right that's what the cowboys are like, that's what the just cowboys are to tease you. Yeah. so
0: they they're not gonna fool me again uh, but I'm still gonna go to Vegas and bet. Ten dimes on him, so they're not going to get it me.
2: Money, it's it, it, money. Line, it, didn't, it didn't
1: help Alex's emotional stability on Sunday that I was doing skull in his face when Vikings jumped up to <laughs> seven
2: nothing. they did, and I, yeah, they did. not and, and you know what? I'll tell you what. I didn't hear that shit again for three hours. <laughs> I haven't heard that shit again since it was seven <laughs> nothing. Leave it up to Campbell. Look at that talking to
0: trash. He takes Minnesota on the pod, then he talks that trash when they go up seven nothing.
2: <laughs> the thing about these games like there's, you know uh the nerves are insane aren't they like it's great as a fan when your team gets into the playoffs and like because you're just you know i probably say this now it's a house money game at eight sixteen saturday i'm gonna be inconsolable
1: so <laughs> it'll be good yeah just be like
2: it's just hard to believe like you're
0: in the final four in your conference you know it's it doesn't hit you until you know you start watching all the all the media shows and everything on ESPN. Yeah, you're like, man, right? this is like, the Final Four, man. Like, if you win this seven, one, it's you're, it's seven, down to two, and then you're in the big big dance. And seven, last time seven, that happened, seven. I was, like, in fourth grade, so.
2: Yeah, you know, 75% of the league is home, and we are in the 25 that is not, And you know. It's weird, you know, with the Giants, because, you know, you want to kind of keep a level head and say, well, they're not into it. But, like, we have these two out-of-nowhere crazy runs in our back pocket that have already happened. So there is a part of us that's like, oh, yeah, this is like when we go into 15-1 and one Green Bay and we're a nine-point dog and we win that one, you know. Like, right. Like, we've seen this before. So there is a part of you that's like, oh, this is routine. We know what's going to happen. Like, of course we're going to beat Philly. The Worlds are coming off. So it's they, fun, man. It's fun.
0: I was actually looking at that uh, a few days ago. I was inter. I was looking at DVOA. Uh, i like to look at that stat just as I handicap games. And I, I was like, let me look at that 2011 Giants team. I was like, how did they rank oh, yeah. out, you know, DVOA-wise? Because you can you can go, you can go all the way defense back. Ever. Yeah. They were 20th in pass DVOA, 20th in rush DVOA. And how did they make that? They shut down Brady in the Super Bowl. I forget what the score was in that game. But, I mean, it's almost like they're, they're one of those teams that defied the stats. So that's that's what I look at. the. Is it the Giants? as an that organization, was a, or was it just Eli Manning making plays? You know, what, what do you it think was, it
2: is? Well Eli, well, Eli had the best uh, – it was the best fourth-quarter season of all time of any quarterback. No, but that Patriot team actually wasn't – it wasn't like a vintage Patriot team. It was like you had Gronk, you had Hernandez. They didn't really have any skills on the outside. That's where you could get the Giants back then. Like you – know, um, and again, it's just the same thing. When the Giants play the Patriots, all of Tom Brady's career – when the Giants were good, the Giants mostly almost always won that game or made it tough because you had Pierre, Paul, Tuck, Strahan, Osi just harassing them the whole time, you know? Oh, it was just a great – it was a great matchup. Like, um, and, again, and, yes, it's, it's Eli just being great in big spots, which he was for those two runs. But um, And that goes by – that goes back to what you just
0: said. I mean, looking at the Giants offensively in 2011, uh, they were 17th-ranked rush DVOA. But they were fourth ranked in pass DVOA, so they pretty much were carried by their passing offense, and I you know they had many Cruz, Hakeem. Yeah, Nicks. I
2: always, yeah, I always said like, if Eli does make the Hall of Fame, the only year where you would say, like, could you ever say Eli was the best quarterback in the league for even one season? That would be the year. I'd be like, in 2011, he might have been. He was pretty damn great that year. But they still had to. And, sk- um, they had to win that last game to get into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I well, think yeah, were, I mean, they were, were nine they lost? six or something. I want to say they lost – I know they lost 38-35 to the Packers. They lost – I think the Vic Eagles put up like 39 or 40 on them. Like, the, you know, the, Rom- oh, the Romo team and the Giants were red, again, like idiots. Like the Romo Cowboys beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of the – I mean, they just lost a lot of – like they scored 25 to 30 a game and they lost a ton. Like that defense was horrible. Your pass defense um, rode you to that Super Bowl because
0: I looked at the 07 Giants, too, and they were 23rd in pass DVOA, but they were 4th in yeah. rush DVOA. So that was the year you had uh, Brandon Jacobs, Tiki Barber, right? And then... Um, on uh, D- Bradshaw. Oh, was, Bradshaw. It, was it Bradshaw? I wasn't sure if it was so Yeah, Bradshaw. Tiki
2: never won a bowl. Yeah, Tiki, Tiki retired.
0: Yeah, but the, I mean, the, the defense of the Giants in 07, I'm just pulling that up. I, I believe it's definitely top 10, but uh, the Giants were... They were now they were kind of middle of the pack. They were fifteenth in pass DVOA and eleventh in rush DVOA. So middle of the that's pack right, defense, but a, you
2: know, really good run. And that's runoff. Why, and Like and and you can feel it from Giant fans where they're like, oh, we've seen this before. You know, like oh, we're called the worst team in the playoffs, and then we just somehow make the Super Bowl. Because even in two thousand, we were called even though they were the one seed, they were called the worst team in the in the playoffs, and they made the Super Bowl that year. So. Giant fans are pumped. And, so, uh, is it a giant
0: thing, or is it like an organization thing, or was that an Eli Manning, Michael Strahan, you know, Justin Tuck type feel where they just defied the stats and they, you know, they rode all the way to the Super Bowl two times, you know, not being a statistically upper echelon team. It was a combination thing. of both. <laughs> it, was it, Eli. Eli. <laughs> it was
2: an Eli I mean, Eli, Eli was just so money in big spots. Those years, I mean, he he was unbelievable. Like it was crazy how the bigger the moment got, the crazier a game got. It's like the more calm he got, and it was just he's great. Like the though it was an Eli. So let so let me ask put you this: any other quarterback, we don't make those two Super Bowls.
0: So are you saying it's going to come down to the quarterbacks this weekend? For
2: which game? I mean, it depends on the game. Purdy, Dak. Yeah, and Purdy's better than Dax. So <laughs> <laughs> I went through this. All my how the on the road. My how the tables yeah.
0: have turned in one week. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look,
2: it, I mean, if you, we, if I asked you a week ago and you said Dax going at San Fran, I know you would say, Dax has no chance. So your difference of opinion is based on how he did against the god awful Tampa Bay Bucks. So well, because, saying, of, the, like, because you know, of the
0: because of the Niners' defense, not because of
2: Purdy. Correct, yeah, exactly. Right. All right, Campbell. <laughs> anything like that anything like that. But you know, I mean I'm t th- i am think uh niners know how to scheme up open guys.
0: They do. They're they're often stuff that concerns me. And it's a huge step up in class, uh, going up against Tampa from last week. So uh Campbell, we'll give you the final word and then we'll call it a night and we'll see how these games pan out.
1: Uh, I I just think that you're going to see a lot of close games this week. I don't think you can, there's really any blowouts that are going to happen this week. And I think if Jacksonville can pull off this upset against Kansas City, like, you got to start talking about, like, Doug Peterson as one of, like, the best coaches out there. Like, I mean, he's already got the one win with the Eagles. And if he can do, if he can bring Jaguars to the AFC Championship game, you know one year after that dumpster fire that they had last year where they were like You got to start giving him all the credit in the world.
0: Yeah, if Jacksonville wins this game as a nine-point dog, I mean, I know you're not supposed to, you know, pick coach of the year based on the playoffs. It should be solely uh regular season. But to be a nine-point dog and to, and to win outright, I mean, that, that rarely ever happens. I mean, I'll go back to 2003, if you look at nine point underdogs on the road, they're winning 22% of the time. So if, if they put 26 and 91 against the spread. Speaking
2: uh, of Eli Manning. Sorry, I don't know what that was. That was a sneeze. <laughs> oh, boy. And,
1: and it's, that's crazy because, like, to me, like, I feel like Dable's got that award locked up already. <laughs> but, like, you bring yeah. up, you make a. you he make We beat the
2: Jags. Jags. How would how would the Jags, if we've had the exact same year and we beat them heads up and our talent isn't any better, like why would why on earth would Peterson win that?
0: Yeah, that was kinda of before the Jags really picked it up. I think the the Giants, they kinda of started off strong, then they slumped down a little bit and then they, they finished, you know, strong the last couple games. But ugh, Jacksonville, man, for them to be such a dumpster fire the year before with probably the one the, the worst coach in NFL history. You know, with a rookie quarterback, a yeah. uh, t- uh, bad combination. I mean, would they win two games last year? And for them to be in the divisional round of the playoffs, uh, I know that the only reason why Dable might get it is because of the division that they were in. They were yeah. in the best division yeah. in football. Jacksonville was in the worst division probably in football. So that might be the deciding factor when they're, you know, putting in these votes. But I, it's neck and neck, right? You got to think 1A and 1B with these two. I know well, you, you know, want Sirianni, know. you know.
2: Well, and also, too, that uh, I, Peterson's won that already, hasn't he? I don't, and that's a media elected award. They might not give it to him again because I'm pretty I sure he won that already with the Eagles did during he? Wentz's MVP year. I think he did. 2017, was it? Yeah. The Super Bowl year? Went to, Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I think he won it that year. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you, if you win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, uh, give this guy the give this guy coach of the year for the next 10 years.
2: And, I mean, he really did it uh, – he really introduced the league to this RP&O stuff that's taken over. They were the first team to
1: really do it well. True, yeah. I mean, I, I know I know it's an accurate statement, but did, did it feel like venom coming out of your mouth when you said Nick Foles an MVP – or uh, Carson Wentz an MVP in the team? Same-
2: uh, oh,
1: hey. I mean, we I picked mean, it the hurt, it, it
2: hurts though. me to talk about <laughs> Doug Peterson, who you know thinks that Jalen Hurts' development is less important than Nate Sudfeld. But you know, <laughs> I guess I won't get into that right now. Remember back cause I'm day, in a good Campbell. mood this week. Remember back <laughs> in the day, Campbell, when we uh, both picked the uh,
0: commanders and Carson Wentz to win the NFC East.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I apologize for. Oh me, yeah, play that, guy, play Germany. that.
2: Actually, you can't you can't play that episode because I'm pretty sure I said the Giants were going to go like three and fourteen. So yeah, I, I kind of lost that episode. I think I deleted it by accident. So Perfect. Um, yeah, Perfect. never existed.
1: It's with, it's with the JWF tapes. <laughs> exactly,
0: never to be heard from again. All right, well, uh, that pretty much sums it up. If you guys don't have anything left to add, we put it in the best bets, the teasers, and uh, obviously our four picks. And these divisional round games, and then we are on to the conference championships for the following week. Uh, you know, wish me safe travels to Vegas, and uh, wish me a uh, bigger bank account Prof- after on profitable, Sunday profitable trip. So, are you staying in oh, so.
2: Vegas through Sunday?
0: Uh, through Monday, fly out Monday morning.
2: Wow! Yeah, yeah. Have, have a great weekend. Ch- it's you- the same.
0: It's it's the same hotel that I stayed at during the pandemic for a year. The Home Two Suites. Nice. Okay.
2: I'll be I'll be at Caesars in late April if you want to come by.
0: I'll probably won't be there, but uh, I'll try my best to get there.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, um, yeah it should be a good trip. Uh, I have a buddy out there that I uh, used to work with. So uh, we're just going to put that bed in probably on Saturday or Sunday and then watch the Ian? games. They... Ian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he still lives there. And then we're probably going to go to Circa. I hear they have a pretty cool uh, place to watch the games, a lot of screens. So it should be a good experience. A lot with...
1: of people say Circa the best book out there.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what I hear. But I'm looking at the uh, money line odds and I'm seeing that uh, Caesars has the best best odds right now with uh, plus one seventy five. So I'll just kind of go based on where the best odds are circa one seventy three. So could change this weekend. These I mean, these lines in general are probably not going to move that much, uh, you know, until, you know, Saturday and Sunday. So I I don't think there's a rush to bet anything. If you really like something, Uh, these lines are pretty much going to stay still the entire week. So that's it. So uh, if you guys don't have anything else left to add, we will uh, see you guys next week for the conference championship games. Yes, have a good one. All right, we'll see you guys next time. I'm bet with Chet.